0: How do you respond when your little one seems to answer everything with a whine? Is your toddler acting out because of the transition from baby to big brother or sister? If you're wondering how to navigate any of these issues, then we're so glad you're joining us for today's episode of Ask Ginger. I'm your host, Katie Morgan, and welcome to Parenting with Ginger Hubbard. Ginger is the best-selling author of Don't Make Me Count to Three, Wise Words for Moms, and I Can't Believe You Just Said That. She speaks at women's events, parenting conferences, and homeschool conventions across the country. You can check out her parenting resources and find out when she's speaking in or near your area at gingerhubbard.com. If you enjoy this podcast and want to help support our ministry, one way you can do that is by purchasing Ginger's resources directly from her website instead of other online retailers. And stay tuned until the end of this episode to receive a discount code on your purchase at gingerhubbard.com. Another great way to support our ministry is by helping us get the word out to other parents by subscribing to our podcast and leaving a rating or a review wherever you listen. Thank you so much for your support, listeners. This enables us to further our mission, to help parents reach the hearts of their children for the glory of God. I don't know about you, but I just love waking up in the morning, curling up in my comfy chair with a warm cup of coffee and reading the daily news. Did you just tense up? Because I did. Honestly, I sense myself wanting to avoid the news at all costs and shield my children from it as well. But what if there was a better way to be informed without being disheartened? Well, that's exactly what I love about the world and everything in it. This podcast from World News Group is my favorite source for current events because I can get sound journalism from a Christian worldview without the hysteria, the chaos, and the stress. As one of Apple Podcasts' top 100 news programs, they deliver essential headlines, field reporting, interviews, and expert analysis every weekday. Search for The World and Everything in It wherever you get your podcasts. Ginger, I just love to hear how our podcast is impacting the lives of our listeners. Bree says this, I love your practical tips and how everything is centered on God's Word. Thank you. And another listener says, Thank you for the scripture-based parenting advice. It has really helped to make a difference in our family. P.S. I love hearing y'all and just realize you, Katie, are from Georgia, my home state. She says it makes sense now. I live in Sydney and don't hear that accent enough. Thanks for a double blessing. I've shared you with my young mum friends at church and already received good feedback from someone. And we also want to thank Lindsay Barrett from California and Danae Mills from Kansas for their very generous donations and support of the podcast over this past year. Well, Ginger, I'm really excited to be back with another of our Ask Ginger episodes. Let's jump right in today with our first question. This comes from Elizabeth in Alberta, Canada, and she asks this. I don't know how to respond to my three year old anymore and I don't want her to get away with whiny behavior. I believe it is her way of getting out of situations or tasks. It doesn't seem to matter what I ask her, whether it's to get her clothes on, go to the potty, time to sit at the table for supper, etc. She responds with crying and saying in a whine, I don't want to, over and over again. I have tried speaking softly to her at her level. For instance, you know, I understand you do not want to, but it's important to listen to mama. I've tried spanking, firmly placing her in the location she needs to be to complete the task, but it never fails. The I don't want to with crying and dropping to the ground happens again and again. I try to be consistent and stick to it until finally I move her limbs to complete the task with her, but she cries the entire time. What do I do? How do I respond to this behavior? Do I give her a time frame to get the task done? And if she doesn't get it done, then give a consequence.
1: Well, hi, Elizabeth. Uh, The first thing I recommend you do is to make sure that your daughter has a clear understanding of what biblical obedience is. Teach her that obeying your instructions means that she does it all the way, right away, and with a happy heart. Anything other than that is disobeying. At that age, that's really all you have to say. It's best to keep instructions as simple as possible when they're that young, but if her communication skills are at a level where she's able to understand more, you might talk about the choice she has to obey or disobey during times of non-conflict. First thing in the morning is a great time to do that. You might say, sweetheart, let's talk about how you can make wise choices today. When I give you instructions such as go put on your clothes or go brush your teeth or come to the table for dinner, you have a choice. You can choose to obey or disobey. And if you choose to disobey, you're choosing a consequence because I love you too much to allow you to disobey. Elizabeth, it's so important also that you say what you mean and mean what you say with a child who's characterized by disobedience. Matthew five thirty seven says, simply let your yes be yes and your no be no. If you tell her there's going to be a consequence every time she disobeys, then there needs to be a consequence every time. I have a couple of suggestions uh, that I think might help clarify your standard for obedience and encourage your daughter to make the best choice. First, only give one command at a time and don't yell instructions from the other room. Take time to make eye-to-eye contact to ensure she hears you. Uh, it's definitely better to remove all doubt with a child who habitually disobeys so that there's no gray area of confusion on either side. Second, in your instructions with Yes, mom, and require that she respond with nothing more and nothing less than that. Honey, go put on your shoes right now. Yes, mom, that just adds a little prompting of encouragement for her to obey. Elizabeth, you mentioned uh, having a time frame, and I'm assuming you mean uh, like maybe setting a timer or giving her a specific amount of time to accomplish something, but I really wouldn't recommend setting a timer or giving a time frame for simple, clear instructions like that, because she needs to learn that biblical obedience is right away. Mm. Setting a timer for simple commands is in the same category as counting to three Both of those methods encourage delayed obedience, and delayed obedience is disobedience. And there are times when delayed obedience could mean the difference between life and death, so it's not a good habit for children. Mm. And again, it can be helpful to talk about the standard of obedience and specific expectations during times of non-conflict. Honey, today when I give you instructions, the only response you're allowed is yes, mom. I want to help you understand what it means to obey so that you can make wise decisions today. So let's make sure you understand. Is saying, I don't want to, in a whiny voice, obeying? No, honey, it's not. Is crying or dropping to the floor, screaming and throwing a tantrum obeying? No, (laughs) that's disobeying. What is obeying? Obeying is saying, yes, mom, to my instructions, and then doing what I say all the way, right away, and with a happy heart. In the past, we have talked about how giving a five-minute warning is helpful for some kids, but if you say, we'll be eating dinner in five minutes, so find a stopping place with what you're doing, and the child starts whining, but I don't want to, then they're not mature enough for the warning. Once they're characterized by first-time obedience, then they're ready for the five-minute warning. That's when they've earned that respectful courtesy. Mm. But until they've learned first-time obedience, it's necessary to keep a tight rein and be consistent with consequences.
0: Ginger, I hadn't thought to compare giving a time frame to complete the task with counting to three, but it really is the same thing. You're just encouraging delayed obedience. So I'm glad you pointed that out. It's just really easy as parents to find ourselves in situations where we're actually encouraging the exact behavior we want to discourage without even realizing it. So if we want quick obedience, then we need not encourage delayed obedience or disobedience with how we approach it.
1: Right. And that's not to say that setting a timer is never okay. Uh, When she was talking about giving that time frame, timers can be helpful when kids struggle with procrastination with tasks such as cleaning their rooms or uh, completing school assignments or any sort of task that requires time management. But when children are given a simple command, such as come to mommy or don't touch that hot plate or stop running, instant obedience should be expected and required. That's right. Okay, moving on to our
0: next question from Maya in Minnesota, and she says this. Hi, Ginger and Katie. Your podcast has encouraged me so much as a young mom of two little ones. My oldest child is just two years old, and her brother is two and a half months old. I'm struggling with how to involve Big Sister in helping with her brother, how to create boundaries that will keep him safe so she doesn't squish him accidentally or kick him in the head purposefully for some real life examples, and how to discipline if she disobeys with those boundaries. She is having a lot of negative behaviors and is acting out because of the big transition and decrease in attention. Any tips you have for bringing a new baby into a toddler's world would be great. Thanks for all you do.
1: Well, Maya, I'd like to propose that you've answered your own questions. I think you have far more wisdom and insight about this than you might realize. It is a big transition for children who are used to being an only child to suddenly have the attention of mom divided with a new baby, which is why as hard as it is with a newborn, I very much encourage you to set aside some individual time with your daughter. She needs her mama just as much as she always has. And it doesn't have to be a whole day or even hours of a day. Just giving her maybe 15, 20 minutes of your undivided attention can have a significant impact on her sense of security. So maybe while baby is napping, maybe that could be a time when you and your daughter snuggle on the couch and and you read a book to her. Now, I do understand, even if the idea of reading a book out loud sounds exhausting during this particular phase of life. I remember the days of having a toddler and a newborn and the sleep deprivation that went along with that. And if you are half as tired as I was, uh, probably all you want to do is lie down on a bed in a dark room and do absolutely nothing while your newborn is napping. So I completely understand. I remember well that level of exhaustion. So I do have an idea. Maybe you could create a special place for you and your daughter, uh, such as a reading tent where you both lie down together and listen to an audio book during baby's nap time. That would give your daughter something to look forward to with you every day. Uh, It would give her some individual and reassuring mommy time in a fun way and give you a little rest. Perhaps you could pick out a tent and sleeping bags together, uh, make it a fun shopping trip, even if it's just online. Maybe invest in one of those kid projectors that display stars to make the tent even more special and inviting. And it doesn't have to be a tent if you don't want to go to all that trouble. It could just be a special room that you uh, have that time with her. And you guys are probably going to laugh, but I actually have a star projector. I use it for my nightly bubble baths pretty much every night. In my opinion, uh, one is never too old to enjoy twinkling stars on the ceiling. I absolutely love my star machine. I use it all the time. I have a really nice one that projects stars not just on the ceiling, but all over the room. And so if you're interested in that, kids love it. Um, I'll have Heather put a link. And the one that I like in the show notes, Uh, I just think it's one of the best investments I've ever made. It's so funny. My husband, Ronnie, he goes to men's Bible study on Tuesday nights. So I like to climb in bed early with a good book and my star machine. It just makes our whole bedroom look like a magical wonderland. And the first time I did that, when Ronnie got home from Bible study and walked in our room, he was like what are you, seven? And I'm like, no, but I am relaxed, which is very much in your favor. What our listeners don't know is that Ginger
0: wears footed pajamas during these little star sessions. In her <laughs> Do
1: not. But I'm not ashamed to say that I did sleep with my teddy bear, Cokie, until I got married. <laughs> Cokie? Cokie. Obviously, I was given way too many sodas as a child. I was going to (laughs) say, is that like Coca-Cola Bear? That's hysterical. So, Cokie now occupies the top shelf in our bedroom closet because I didn't want him to feel discarded. So, I gave him an (laughs) honorable position as overseer of the closet. So, everyone's happy. Anyway, my star machines and tents, like I said, are fun for kids uh, and sometimes adults. So, (laughs) that could be a game changer for special time with your daughter and give you, like I said, a little time to rest while baby is napping
0: have your kids ever come to you with math homework and ask for your help only for you to realize you did a mathematical brain dump the day you graduated high school Well, I have great news for you parents. Whether you're homeschooling or helping your kids with their math homework after school, CTC Math is an invaluable resource. They have video tutorials and summaries that are concise and really engaging while still fully covering the subject matter. It's like having your own personal math tutor accessible at any time. I have so many favorite things about CTC Math, but just to name a few, I get extensive reports and summaries of my kids' progress We have access to CTC Math's entire catalog of lessons, not just per grade level, as many online math programs do. And finally, there is a 365-day money-back guarantee, literally no questions asked. If you or your kids need some extra help with math, go to ctcmath.com and sign up for a free trial. Again, that's ctcmath.com just having a hard time thinking about anything other than you sitting there with your star <laughs> Well, at least he's still in the bath. closet. He's not in the bed with me anymore. That is so funny. Well, I love the idea of Maya setting aside a bit of time to read or listen to an audiobook with her oldest daughter. It truly is one of the best things you can do for the parent-child relationship. And I just can't recommend that enough. I, what I love about reading with our children is that we create this own little our own little subculture or culture within our family. Like the rest of my family is reading one series right now and I've been left out of it. I have not been reading it with them. And so they have this whole language and these things that they say, and I'm just not in the loop, but there are many other books that I read with them. And it's just really fun to see how we build these things as a family together as we read stories together. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I just, I do recommend too, if you have a child who's really resistant to sitting still during reading, Um, possibly consider cutting back a whole lot on their screen time because I think many of the reasons kids don't like stories or sitting still and listening to stories is because there is something much more engaging. It's basically trying to give them the equivalent of vegetables when all they're accustomed to is junk food. Mm -hmm. So um, that's a recommendation there. Mm -hmm. But Maya, I appreciate this question because our middle child was three and a half when our youngest was born, and I discovered right away that her job, in her mind, was to be a mama to that new baby, so I let her. I mean, she had, and still has a very naturally helpful spirit. So I asked her regularly to fetch things for me while I was nursing. She also took it upon herself to prepare things for the baby. So she would hear Grayson cry and immediately grab diapers, wipes, cream. She would figure out exactly what I needed and have them laying out where I wanted to change him. And i I don't recall any jealousy with her during that season of life because honestly, she was too busy helping me. (laughs) She didn't have time (laughs) to feel jealous because she felt that she had a job. And I think kids at that age so desperately want to help mom and dad. So maybe put some of the baby's items on your two-year-old's level where she can feel like she's helping with caring and nurturing for her brother. So um, I also recommend letting her help make decisions. About what the baby will eat when it comes to that time So should we let brother try peas or broccoli next Or what the baby should wear to the park that day The more you can ask her to help and offer opinions The more I believe she will take pride in her role as the big sister And not worry about no longer being the baby of the family
1: Mm, Such good advice, I love that Maya, you also mentioned though um, about boundaries for your daughter Because she's sometimes too rough with her baby brother Again, I think you've answered your own question. When toddlers are rough with younger siblings, boundaries are absolutely necessary for the baby's safety. Mm -hmm. I believe Katie's suggestions of having specific ways a sister can help is wise and can help her develop a nurturing attitude toward her brother. But there should also be some clear boundaries as to what's not nurturing. So be willing to set clear rules such as you are not allowed to kick or hit baby brother. Actually, uh, when older siblings are that aggressive, the rule should be a firm. You are not allowed to touch baby brother or sister at all, unless mommy is there. Mm -hmm. Now I know that might sound extreme, but until your daughter can be fully trusted to not harm the baby, extreme measures are necessary for the baby's safety. So just to summarize, Maya, First, plan a little one-on-one time with your daughter each day to assure her that she is just as loved as she always has been. Second, give her specific supervised responsibilities to help her develop a sense of looking after and nurturing and caring for her brother like uh, Katie suggested. And third, set specific boundaries as to what is and is not allowed as far as your daughter's physical interactions with her baby brother until she matures. Ginger, you fully
0: cover the why, when, and how of biblical reproof and consequences in your book called Don't Make Me Count to Three, and in your three-session audio series called Reaching the Heart of Your Child. So listeners, stay tuned until the end of this episode to figure out how you can get a discount code on both of those resources at GingerHubbard.com. Now as the part of our show, we reshare a funny kid quip from one of our listeners. Today's kid quip is courtesy of Brianna in New York, and she says this, just before my daughter turned three, I explained that she needed to obey mommy. And she said, sometimes I want you to let me be unobedient." <laughs> unobedient. <laughs> unbedient.
1: That's, <cute>. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Brianna, what a great opportunity that gives you to tell your daughter that you love her too much to allow her to be unbedient. I like unbedient. <laughs> I think that makes more yeah. sense. Yeah, it actually does. If you have a kid
0: quip for our show, we would love to hear from you. It can be any funny thing your child or grandchild has said, or it can even be something funny you said as a child. Just go to gingerhubbard.com slash kid quips. That's Q-U-I-P-S to submit those. Well, Listeners, as always, we love getting your questions and thinking through how to biblically shepherd the hearts of our children. So if you have a question you'd like Ginger to answer, just go to gingerhubbard.com slash ask Ginger and submit it there. So Ginger, can you leave our listeners with a final word of encouragement today?
1: Sure. Whether we're helping our children learn to obey all the way, right away, and with a happy heart, or making efforts to spend individual quality time with our kids, even when we're exhausted, let's do it with joyful hearts that are full of gratitude for the great things God has done. A thankful heart is a happy heart. Thank you so much, Ginger, and thank you listeners for joining us today.
0: Visit gingerhuber.com to find Ginger's wonderful resources that will help you get to the heart of outward behavior and address it from a biblical perspective. Today we're offering a 10% discount on her audio series called Reaching the Heart of Your Child. This is available in CD format or as a digital download. This 3-session series is based on the content of Ginger's best-selling parenting book, Don't Make Me Count to 3. It addresses topics such as how to reach the heart of your child, how to give a biblical reproof, and the biblical use of the rod. The digital download is perfect for our international listeners because there are no shipping costs. And enter the code PARENTING at gingerhubbard.com to receive 10% off your order. Thank you so much for joining us today, listeners. We look forward to being with you again next week. Until then, may God bless you as you seek to reach the hearts of your children for the glory of God. Have you ever been at a total loss for how to explain to your kids some of the really hard things they've seen in our culture or in the news? Sometimes I resort to distraction, like, hey, who wants ice cream? Because I'm just not sure how to rightly respond. This is why I'm so excited about a new podcast that is stepping in to meet that need. The podcast is called Concurrently. And each episode is full of practical help so that we can teach our kids how to develop news literacy and biblical discernment. To find out more, visit concurrentlypodcast.com and you can listen to new episodes of Concurrently every Wednesday, wherever you
1: get your podcasts.